From beanies to carry bags and from shoes to caps, browse our shop now at tntradio.live. This is State of the Nation on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. Okay, welcome back. Hour two after a big hour one on State of the Nation. I'm Steve Hook of the Jersey Shore, and uh, he's uh, Brian Hesher McLean in Central Texas. Good first hour. Good to see you again, uh, Hesh. Ah, man, that was great. That was absolutely great. Mike Netter is a wizard on the microphone, uh, as our producer mentioned. Shout out uh, to our team, by the way, over at TNT Radio. And check us out on those video feeds. I'm going to keep saying it because I know a lot of you tune in and then tune out because you got other things to do. But we are live streaming on video. So go check us out over there. Video pods are available now, too. But, yes, I loved talking with Mike Netter about all things California, Steve. He's a true Californian hero in my estimation yeah yeah no doubt and hopefully he uh and his uh his project over there can help kind of shake some common sense Uh, yeah he mentioned that rich people are leaving and that's true enough and so are any conservative minded people so it may be a tougher you know tough for him because a lot of people that uh, that have uh you know they kind of take kindly to liberty and stuff like that they're saying the hell with this state i'm out so uh, hopefully he can turn things around. It would certainly be good. Um, in the news, have you seen this? It looks like, Hesher, that House Republicans uh, are going to be huddling behind closed doors tomorrow morning uh, to discuss formalizing a vote for impeachment for Joe Biden. Now, so the walls are closing in for sure. It won't go anywhere in the Senate, but this is... Uh, This is something else, man. Three sources familiar with the uh, discussion said GOP leaders are strongly considering a housewide vote uh, with uh, to approve an investigation uh, into Biden. The Friday morning meeting is expected to see a chairman of the three committees probing Biden and his family. That would be oversight chair James Comer, judiciary chair Jim Jordan and uh, ways and means Jason Smith. uh, And they're going to make this case uh, for impeachment. Uh, to the House GOP conference. Former uh, Speaker Kevin McCarthy directed the House to open an impeachment inquiry, you'll recall, back in September, but the White House has dismissed the probe as illegitimate, which is just so funny, uh, given what Trump went through. But I don't know, man. I'm glad to see that the House is kind of stiffening their spine on this. And, um, you know, this, of course, comes uh, in, in the days following Hunter and his legal team uh, headed up by Abby Lowell saying, well, we'll let Hunter testify. Sure. But only in public. No, no, because as Lowell says it, we know you guys will lie or something. That's basically he's implying that if we do a backdoor, a closed door, rather a deposition that it'll get, it'll get uh, leaked and it'll be filled with lies and you guys will smear and blah, blah, blah. And we all know that that's just legal BS. He just doesn't want his client (laughs) to face some of these strong allegations. And in public, he wouldn't have to face those allegations uh, because a lot of them are secret. But what do you think? What do you think about all of this? It's it's coming to a head for for Team Biden, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, You know, even uh, the. It's funny because uh, this is simply the investigation aspect, right? So this doesn't actually um, go to an impeachment. That would be this is the discussion phase, which clearly needs to be had uh, by everybody's estimation for the most part. Uh, Representative Carlos Jimenez, a Republican out of Florida, his district is anchored in Miami. He told Fox 
uh, quote, there's plenty of smoke coming out of the White House, which justifies an impeachment query, end quote. So he's saying we've got plenty of smoking guns here, so we should definitely have the inquiry. And uh, Representative Don Bacon out of Nebraska, whose district was narrowly won by Biden uh, in 2020, is also supportive of opening the formal impeachment inquiry. He said, quote, since the administration has started stonewalling in the last couple of weeks, we need the impeachment inquiry to compel them to provide information. Ultimately, this is what voters need to know come next November, and the inquiry will get information, end quote. So there, that, you know, uh, what um, uh, Representative Bacon said right there, that really is the crux of this, in my estimation. It's not about actually impeaching Biden. We know that is not going to happen, but getting these things on the record, on congressional record, and to the public um, could move mountains when it comes to this. Well, I mean, just to kind of get into the minutia a little bit here, he could feasibly be impeached. He'd never be convicted in the Senate. It would be the same thing that happened to uh, to, to Trump in that regard. But I, I agree. I don't know that it'll if they put a vote up on the on the House floor, they'll impeach him. Um, but it won't be convicted. And and here's here's what the White House is saying. Ian Sams. I mean, I, I would be embarrassed to even have. Uh, that on my resume. If I worked for this administration, I would try to I would try to uh, shadow ban myself because I wouldn't want to be affiliated with them. But Ian Sams has no shame. And he says this is yet another sad attempt by extreme House Republicans to try and distract from their own chaos and dysfunction, including whether to expel their own member. And they're talking about Santos there. And they're yet again on the path to shut down the government their baseless fishing expedition targeting president the president has been going on for an entire year and over and over again their allegations of wrongdoing by president biden have been thoroughly debunked no they haven't um house republic that's me uh, house republicans have already proven this is an illegitimate exercise not rooted in facts and truth but only a political uh, in a political desire to smear the president with lies and the American people see right through it. This guy is living in the twilight zone. If I mean, I, I can't believe that he believes that he, what he's saying there, but he's paid to say it, I guess. Uh, I was just thinking that the whole time you were reading that quote, like how embarrassing to be the person that has to say this trash. You're either, you should either be embarrassed because you're, completely living in an Orwellian upside down world and you love it or because you're lying through your teeth to the American public. You're completely lying through your teeth. That one seems much more likely. And I'm tired of this, like terms like baseless debunked. Are you kidding me? Uh, Russia gate, anyone Russia yeah. Hunter laptop, anyone Russia disinformation, anyone Russian bot, anyone goodness gracious. It's it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. He's right about one thing. The American people see through it, but not from his perspective. American people see through the grift and we've figured it out by now. Uh, it's frankly, Joe Biden is the most corrupt president in the history of this nation. And I don't even think it's remotely close. Uh, that's just me. But uh, I think the American people see through his grift. Hey, according to a, uh, 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 wait a minute. Oh, I, I'm about, about to read the wrong thing there. If you're enjoying listening to TNT radio, and we certainly hope you are. Uh, and if you think we're doing a good job, do us a favor and let us know. 
why not leave us a like or a positive review or a comment on Facebook, Gab or Getter, and help us get the word out as we cover the biggest topics of our time on today's News Talk TNT Radio. There's a lot going on, so it's important to stay informed and up to date. Get ready, because here we go. At the top, 30 minutes past and when it breaks. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Okay, let's bring our friend Ruckus back into the mix here. According to a newly uh, published report, the number of foreign-born individuals living in the United States topped nearly 50 million in October of 2023. Gee, I wonder where they're all coming from. Uh, That marks a brand new record high here with the story. TNT Radio News producer Adam Clark. We call him Ruckus. Ruckus, um, you could have knocked me over with a feather. You're saying that a lot of foreign born live here now? That's weird. Where'd they come from? Well, foreign born means they weren't born here, Steve. So they come from (laughs) anywhere but here. Uh, See, that's how this works. Uh, This is a brand new report as of uh, today. Uh, That would be November 30th if you're catching this on the replay. Shout out to those of you catching it on the replay. You know you can do that. Uh, So approximately 49.5 million individuals who were originally born in another country, including both legal and illegal immigrants, were living in the United States as of last month, making up roughly 15% of the population. This is according to the Census Bureau's current population survey. Ah, yes, the CPS. That figure is the highest ever recorded in American history and also marks a 4.5 million increase since President Joe Biden took office. And and they, we do mean he took the office, uh, according to the Center for Immigration Studies. Uh, according to them, uh, this is an American think tank. Uh, they said, quote, as the debate rages over the ongoing border crisis, this finding is important because administrative numbers such as border encounters or even legal immigrant arrivals do not measure the actual size of the immigrant population, which is what ultimately determines immigration's impact on the country, end quote. Wow. Now there's some thinking for you, everybody. According to the Center for Immigration Studies, more than half of the 4.5 million increase in the foreign born population residing in the United States since President Biden took office is likely, likely, maybe due to illegal immigration. The nonprofit said, quote, if adjusted for those missed by the survey, the increase would be larger, end quote. Earlier, wow, earlier this month, the Census Bureau published estimates projecting the foreign-born population would increase to 19.5% in the year 2100. Pretty confident I won't be around to see that. Uh, Noting that the projections are influenced by assumptions regarding international migration, the Census Bureau said that in a high immigration scenario, those figures could rise to 24.4%. And in a low immigration scenario, they could increase to 14.9%, meaning the number of foreign-born individuals living in the United States has already surpassed the lower end of those projections. So, wow, there we have it. Uh, interesting study. What do you guys think? I think that um, you've just described fundamental change. I think that's yeah. exactly what we're seeing here. This is this is fundamental change at work. Um, America doesn't have a culture. America doesn't have any traditions that are worth mentioning. America doesn't have a right to be proud to be America. Uh, and America really kind of sucks. So let's just import a bunch of people that weren't born in America because they won't 
have these silly notions of patriotism that some old-fashioned white patriarchy Americans still cling to. It's pathetic. Well, we have to have it that way, Steve, or else we are a, a nation of bigots, right? Uh, just our whiteness alone here is unacceptable uh, due to the you know victim class sort of mentality, the identity politics that have come along with uh, contemporary 21st century progressivism and even just the DGAF political mind, you know, the I don't care mind are completely um, ensconced, entranced, transfixed with the neuro, the subtle and uh, overt neurolinguistic programming that they are fed every day in the cybernetic feedback loops that are their social media doom scroll feeds. Uh, it's impossible to avoid. So yeah, how are we going to fix it? Oh, well, let's destroy the country. I keep saying this. There is no America in a fourth industrial revolution. There is no America in a great reset. There is no America in a Green New Deal. Uh, there is no America under a globalist regime or a technocratic authoritarian uh, control system, which is where this is all nudging us, all shoving us as their narratives fall apart. They are, they've gone from nudge to shove, to kick, to punch. And um, everybody's starting to feel it now. And people are waking up to this en masse, in absolute mass. And we've been saying this ever since Biden took office. We are on track for 2 million illegal people here from 172 different countries every year if this continues and if it continues it becomes more of a cottage industry so you can put it on a bell curve right there because the numbers are going to go up and up and up as more money is made on human trafficking labor trafficking fentanyl poisoning drug trafficking weapon trafficking uh it just gets worse and worse and worse so if we're already at that 14.5 percent uh <laughs> That's insane. We've surpassed it. We're at 15% of the population right now. This is pure insanity. This is a big part of how America dies. Yeah, and, and, and dies by by uh, government uh, prescription, as it were. Uh, you know, back in the 1950s, uh, Eisenhower uh, basically did a massive deportation project. Uh, it, first of all, it would never fly today, just the name of it alone. It was called Operation Wetback. Um, that obviously would never fly today. You could never say something like that. But back in the 50s, it was a different time. But what he did do was he sent his uh, federal agents out. They rounded up a whole bunch of illegals and they shipped them the hell out of here. I'm telling you, if this continues, you're going to see more and more Americans clamor for that kind of. Uh, and, and that is. Can you imagine the networks or PBS or NPR talking about that? more roundups i mean they, they would they would they would frame this in the worst possible way they'd say we've entered dystopian times in the us when we're rounding people up and shipping them but they will never cop to the fact that it's their own uh intentions that are that are creating this i mean it's just so ugly it's so alejandro mayorkas needs to be booted God knows Biden needs it. The whole damn cabal needs to be booted. As far as I'm concerned, I've always been a defender of two strong political parties. I'm about fed up with the Democrats these days. They have allowed that party to be just completely transformed. And they don't much like Israel. And they don't much like the United States. They don't much like 
Europe, from what I can tell, they just want a globalist mindset. And um, it's it's maddening. It's maddening. Well, they say you get the government that you deserve. You get the police that you deserve. So uh, for those that hold that mindset, mm, all right, maybe you're going to get what you deserve. But the rest of us don't want it. And our voices will not be silenced on this. And our voices and those numbers are growing exponentially. By the way, congratulations, TNT Radio, for 10 million listens oh my goodness 10 million we hit the 10 million mark in just what under a couple years here so um that's what i'm talking about that's what i'm talking about right there people are walking away they say people are walking away from their parties no the parties are walked away from the people and the people now find themselves right here at TNT Radio. Ruckus, I'd ask you for final comments, but we got to let you go. Thank you for bringing us that report here on State of the Nation. This is TNT Radio. TNT Radio's James Freeman. We have new revised figures from the Office for National Statistics showing that legal, that's not illegal, that's legal, net migration to the UK has witnessed one of the largest increases on record. Three quarters of a million additional people are now living in the UK in the space of just one year. A huge number that comes just three years after we left the European Union. Now, I didn't vote for Brexit um, because of immigration. I voted because of democracy, but millions did vote because they think too many people are coming into the country, which makes what the government has allowed to happen an absolute two fingers up to the people and democracy. Another example, if we needed another, of how the government does the exact opposite to what the people want and vote for. The Freeman Report and James Freeman on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. The Light is Britain's far-right conspiracy theory paper spreading hate and vicious lies. No, that's what the BBC say. The Light is the only national newspaper bringing you the real news and informed opinion on what's really going on today. You can subscribe, order copies, submit articles and read back issues on our website, thelightpaper.co.uk and see for yourself why the establishment are so worried about the uncensored truth getting out to people every month. They've launched a new service called Wake Up Your Neighbours where you can get copies delivered to the streets right around you if you don't want to do it yourself. The Light Paper. Not for right, just right so far. Thelightpaper.co.uk Today's News Talk Radio. Come on, let the man talk. We never censor our hosts. Good. Now, talk. Uncensored News. Today's News Talk Radio. TNT. Now, yesterday, uh, we spoke with Joe Hoft about um, uh, the efforts of uh, a Georgian named Joseph Rossi, um, who's been doing good work there, uh, found in the Fulton County data uh, in their RLA report. Uh, it, it's just amazing what is coming out here. Um, absolutely crazy stuff. And, uh, you know, I do recommend that you go read uh, our colleague's article over at joehoff.com. It's called Breaking Exclusive Part 3, Raffensperger Gets Caught. Uh, so definitely check that out. But we brought up voter GA yesterday in that conversation. So we really wanted to reach out to uh, our friend and colleague Garland Favrito. He's the co-founder of Voters Uni- uh, Voters Organized for Trusted Election Results in Georgia. That's voterga.org if you'd like to go there in your browser. Uh, Garland, uh, just as some background here, is a career information technology professional. He's got over 40 years of in-depth experience 
and 17 years of volunteer research into electronic voting systems. Um, Garland, welcome to State of the Nation. Steve Hook and I are very happy to see you today. Um, what are your thoughts on what has been happening? Uh, there's a lot of uh, developing stuff with the investigations out of Fulton County, Georgia. Um, yeah, Brian, so uh, more and more stuff is coming out, but uh, what the, the uh, situation you were mentioning earlier, that audit, uh, that some of the things that Joe has come forward with and the State Election Board, that was actually released by us back on July 13th uh, over a year ago. Um, and uh, we then uh, uh, actually put out the evidence that they, in Fulton County, there's no way that that audit could have verified the original results because it had a 60% error rate, batch error rate, in the, um, the actual tally sheets from the audit, the manual tally sheets, uh, when you add up the votes for Trump and Biden and Joe Jorgensen and the Libertarian candidate, they don't add up to um, uh, to to the what the ballot images are showing. And we found falsified tally sheets. We found you know six thousand uh, or so duplicated reported ballots in the audit, and we found like uh, up to at that time three hundred and seventy five duplicate scans, that number now is more like about 4,300 as researchers have done more information on it. Um, but uh, to Joe's credit, he took that information to Governor Kemp and Governor Kemp wrote a 36 point study on it back in November over a year ago. And uh, that uh, he sent that to the state, state election board for an investigation. And uh, they really haven't done much with that. Uh, so um, they, uh, that, there's many, many things coming out. Uh, more and more evidence will continue to come out, uh, probably in the trial of Harrison Floyd, uh, possibly in the curling case. Curling v. Rathsburg is coming up in January. So we're going to see more and more evidence like this become more and more public. So hats off to Joe Hoff and the Gateway Pundit for getting the word out to the people throughout uh, America that, you know, there was fraud, errors, and irregularities on a massive scale in the 2020 election in Georgia. Yeah. And let me ask you this, Garland. Steve Hook here. Thank you for joining us. I'm a Georgia boy myself. I live in Jersey, but I'm from uh, Georgia. I'm from Atlanta. My family still lives down there. So go Braves. Uh, but we know that there was always some bad blood between Trump and Kemp. Do you think that that could be playing a role here in them slow walking this investigation. And of course, we just recently found out that Secretary of State Raffsenberger, uh has basically been trying to hide all of this. And he's been burying evidence that I think that if most people in Georgia knew, they would be utterly shocked over the, the, the amount of fraud that happened in Fulton County. But do you think Kemp is kind of putting his thumb on the scale and saying, slow this down? Well, first of all, you're absolutely right. Uh, about if, if, if the people of Georgia knew the truth, they would be absolutely shocked. Um, so um, Tim does not have direct control over the state election board. Uh, really, that falls to Raffensperger, who now all of the board investigators work for Raffensperger, so you can't get a legitimate election. Uh, the, I mean, I'm sorry, a legitimate investigation into an election. Uh, here in Georgia, because you know the investigators 
uh, report to the Secretary of State. But to your point, Stephen, I, I believe that both uh, Brad Raffensperger and Brian Kemp have been compromised. Uh, that's the only thing that explains their bizarre uh, inaction and unwillingness to deal with the errors of fraud, the um, fraud errors and irregularities that are right in front of their nose. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, and and I mean, has what about destroyed evidence? One of the things that I've learned from from being on on your website is that over 1.7 million original ballot images lost or destroyed in 70 counties, uh, despite state and federal law. I mean, um, so is there evidence destruction happening? I mean, you guys have seen indications of this. Well, we went right when ballot images were made public in 2021, uh, our volunteers surveyed uh, the entire state, all 159 counties to get the ballot images. Uh, so that we could look at them to see if they matched up with the results. And what we found out was that 54 of those counties uh, had admitted to us that they had destroyed the images, and another 16 of those counties refused to comply. So that is a total of 70 counties. And if you add up the ballot images that they should have maintained, according to both federal and state law, which has a, a two-year retention period, uh, you come up with a number of over 1.7 million original ballot images from the 2020 election that were uh, destroyed or, or they're unable to produce them. Ah, that is just a staggering statistic. And, and 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 that's just really kind of the tip of the iceberg uh, for what happened. I mean, it's just it's staggering. Garland, we got to take a real quick headline, uh, but I invite you to stick around because we want to dive a little bit deeper into this because you're right. It's being buried. And, and we want to kind of air this dirty laundry, and we'll do that on the other side. Let's take a real quick headline on TNT Radio. Uh, oh, 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 here's some more potentially bad news. TNT Radio News. For TNT Radio News, this is James O'Neill. Three people are dead, and 11 others are wounded after two Hamas terrorists opened fire on people at a bus station near Jerusalem Thursday morning. A U.S. Navy warship sailing in the Red Sea shot down an Iranian-made drone that officials say was launched from Yemen on November 29th. A U.S. Air Force Osprey, based in Japan, crashed into the ocean off the country's southern coast during a training mission Wednesday, killing at least one of the eight crew members. Don't miss a thing. Be sure to download the TNT Radio app from either the Apple App Store or Google Play so you can easily listen live to us anywhere, anytime. Available right now to download. Keeping you up to speed on TNT Radio. All right, you're listening and perhaps even watching State of the Nation. And uh, we are once again joined by our guest Garland Favrito uh, from uh, Voters Organized for Trusted Election Results in Georgia. See what you did there. Very cute uh, acronym for Voter GA. Um, so, Garland, let's dive back in. You've shared some of this uh, voter, well, I guess we can only be called voter fraud, quite frankly. But what is some yeah. of the, the what, what are some of the stunning results that, that a lot of people may not know about that you guys have uh, sussed out? Beyond well, what we've discussed. Um, yeah, so Stephen, it, what it really is, it's election fraud. Um, because the voters didn't commit this fraud. This was committed uh, in, in all um, likelihood uh, by an, it's an inside job. Um, so there's so many things we could talk about. Um, one thing is that we know that um, 
17,724, at least at a minimum, uh, votes were certified in Fulton County, even though they have no corresponding ballot image. Uh, and uh, that's a technical impossibility because you have to scan the ballot to create the ballot image. That in turn creates the cast vote record and you tabulate that. So that's not possible. That's a problem. Um, and then we, we have so many issues. Uh, we have evidence that the electronic voting re uh, results were tampered. Again, in Fulton County, the ballot images were tampered with before they certified. Um, we found out later, uh, just recently here, that Fulton County added 16,100 plus votes uh, after they reported their final results to Brad Ravensburger. Uh, and that's just and that's just Fulton County. Uh, we could go into other counties as well uh, that have equally uh, suspect or at least almost equally a suspect um, uh, situation. But but uh, that's just a few examples, and there there are many many more. Yeah. So Garland, yeah, it 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 occurs to me that for for some of these things that you just mentioned to have happened at all. Uh, there's a chain of custody problem also. What what have you guys discovered with, like, how where are the vulnerabilities? Because these machines should be well-kept. They should have a proper cybersecurity stance on them. Um, you know what I mean? That there should not be chain of custody issues in 2023 at this point when it comes to physical and uh, digital security, cybersecurity. How do, where are some of these uh, vulnerabilities getting taken advantage of? Wow. Um, well, um, <laughs> Brian, that's that's a that's a, a great question, and there's so many areas. You mentioned chain of custody. Uh, there, the chain of custody forms um, for over a hundred thousand ballots in 2020 were improperly filled out. Uh, all kinds of crazy things. We had uh, first of all, uh, they were not signed by the recipient at the elections official's office. They did not have two signatures when they were picked up. They only had one. They could have been, uh, we found impossible uh, date times. Like they would have, uh, the forms would show that they were picked up before the ballot box was ever installed, or they were picked up after the election was conducted. Um, all sorts of crazy, uh, inappropriate things. Uh, fortunately, the legislature has, um, has banned outdoor drop boxes, so that's a great step in the right direction. Uh, but that's just one thing out of many, many things. Uh, we're going to see more and more, I think, coming out about how the machines uh, were wide open to the Internet. Um, so it, despite the claims from the Secretary of State's office and, and the Dominion Voting System vendor. Uh, so there's more there's more to come. And uh, in spite of the fact that we probably have over a dozen uh, examples of outcome determinative fraud, errors, or irregularities in that 2020 uh, presidential election here in Georgia. Wow. I want to, Garland, you know, it must drive you nuts because I know it drives me nuts. Whenever I, whenever we talk about this type th this subject, whether it's Georgia, whether it's uh, Arizona, wherever it is, wherever, the, the media always leads with the same thing. The debunked story of the throne election is back in the news again. They always throw debunked in front of it. None of this has been debunked. Um, their reporting is debunked, but none of the the the, the, the voter. I, I tell everybody to listen. I'm like, I don't give a damn if you like Trump or not. Here's the story: that election was rigged. 
It was rigged months before it even went down when the Democrats sent lawyers to all the swing states, forcing their, I guess, I don't know how they did it, but they forced these uh, uh, the election boards in various states to change their election laws under the auspices of, well, it's safety, it matters here, COVID, blah, blah, blah. And that allowed this. So that was the first uh, fraudulent act. Then, of course, the Hunter Biden laptop and everything else. And I want to get down into the, the, the weeds about it. But when you hear the media say that your claims have been thoroughly debunked and there's no evidence to suggest that any of this happened, what, what, what do you what do you how do you answer that? Because it's got to be just so frustrating for you. Uh, well, thanks, Stephen. They, they, they all use these same terms, which means they're getting their information from a single source. They're, you're, you're, they're using the terms like uh, debunked, the big lie, uh, conspiracy theorist. Um, um, there's a, a lot of others. Fake electors, another term they use. And there's a couple more. So what that tells me is they're getting their information from the same source. Well, who is the same source? Well, I, I believe personally that it's the Central Intelligence Agency. The Central Intelligence Agency was found to have 200 media assets in 1975 by the church committee. If they had 275, how many do they have today? Uh, there's a book out uh, called Precities written in 2016 about the CIA's media control operation uh, trying to uh, goad us into the war uh, in the Ukraine. Uh, so uh, it, it's this has not gone away. It's, you know, it's been operating for 30, 40 years, and it's very clear uh, that I think the Central Intelligence Agency uh, is uh, really does not want honest elections uh, in, here in America because they've gone around the world and they have uh, basically, uh, as you, you know, evidence has shown that they have been involved in trying to control the outcome of elections in foreign countries. And so why wouldn't they have done the same thing here in America? Yeah, I'm really, yeah, well, I'm exactly. really glad you mentioned that. Um, you know, they, they call it the Mockingbird media for a reason, because there was a Project Mockingbird, much like Project MKUltra, all these sort of projects. They've never gone away. They get rebranded. They get put on pause. They get new directors. They're always going. They're always going. And you're right to point out the meddling in foreign countries election. And if that doesn't work out, well, hey, they'll just, you know, fund some mostly peaceful rebels and have a color revolution. They're not beyond that, too. People have written books about this. This is all on record. Um, so I'm really glad we got to that part near the end of our conversation here, Garland, and we are near the end of our conversation here. So I'll shout out again, the website voterga.org. We want you to go there, uh, and we want you to stay tuned over there at voterga.org, uh, because these issues are not going anywhere. And this is a big election coming up here, 2024. So our understanding of what happened in 2020 has to come from our own research and we benefit from fantastic guests and colleagues like garland favorito here garland your final thoughts in uh, 30 seconds or more well uh as you said it brian you can't have a secure 2024 election unless you understand what happened in 2020 and 2022 here which has got some more problems and then fix those problems for 2024. So uh, again, thanks for having me today. Uh, again, just a reminder, we are actually a volunteer organization and any any contributions are tax deductible, 501c3, and 
we don't take a, a salary here. We're all trying to save Georgia and sub, and save America. All right. God bless you for that. Thank you, Garland. Absolutely. Thank you very Thank you, much. Thanks for being here, Garland. We really appreciate you and your work, and we'll look forward to your next appearance here on State of the Nation on today's News Talk TNT Radio. De-weaponizing weather with reality and perspective. I really don't like picking on the company I used to work for. I have a tremendous amount of respect for the people I forecasted with there, and that was at AccuWeather. And in the old days, AccuWeather was like playing for the New York Yankees of weather. It was just unbelievable. It was like the world's greatest forecasters under one roof in State College, Pennsylvania. But something has turned around over the past 10, 15 years. I think it started with the Weather Channel first, and now AccuWeather is all in on anything that has to do with global warming. Now, there's a recent blog that they put out, and the headline is, NOAA reports declining snowpack means worldwide food disruptions. This is the headline from NOAA. It's a UPI article. Naturally, AccuWeather is more than happy to promote this. In fact, all the media is more than happy to promote this. There's just one problem. It's not true. Food production globally has been going up. In addition, we can cherry pick the snow cover. For instance, in the autumn, the northern hemisphere, where most of the land is, snow cover is going up. In the winter, it's going up. It is true in the spring, it's declining. Which, now let me get this straight. If there's less snow on the ground in the spring, don't you have a chance to raise more crops? And when you actually look at what food production is doing, it's steadily increasing every continent across the globe. Yet what does the headline say? And I can't blame, let's say, the Weather Channel or AccuWeather or whoever wants to just parrot this for the actual article. What I can say is, why don't you research it? Why don't you look and say, well, wait a minute, the food production is going up, the snow is going up. And a little bit of intuition here. Again, if spring is coming a bit earlier, isn't that good for growing food? This is TNT climate and weather watchdog meteorologist Joe Bastardi asking you to enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you got. A year ago, I couldn't afford the rent anymore. I had no support and I was out of options. I had to sleep wherever I could. I thought, am I gonna be out here on Christmas day? Your urgent donation of £29.73 could help make this Christmas the first day of someone's life beyond homelessness. I'm so glad crisis was there. I could finally get warm. I had someone in my corner. I got something for you. This Christmas, I'm here, home, because my first day at crisis was my last day on the streets. This Christmas, thousands more people across the UK will be facing homelessness. We urgently need your donation. Search Crisis at Christmas or scan the QR code to give £29.73 now. You're with Brian McLean and Steve Hook and State of the Nation on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. David and Stacey Whited have been shadow banned. They've had their very existence blocked by search engines. They've been incorrectly fact-checked on a, on a daily basis, essentially, and they've watched with the rest of us as big tech and corporate media has deplatformed conservatives and conservative points of view. Well, David and Stacy decided they're going to stand up and fight back, and they've got a great website, Flyover Conservatives, and we're very happy to welcome back to the program David and Stacy Whited. Hello, you two. It's so great to see you again. Uh, what's going on? 
Hey, Stephen Brian, it's, it's great, great to be back. It's great to be back. Thanks for inviting us. You know, I, I time listen right to now. the commercials as we're coming on. That's a great line that said, enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you got. I'm like, man, that's <laughs> a good spin on it because people spend a lot of energy complaining about things. And, and typically you only complain about things that you can't, you know, do anything about. You know, it, yep. it, complaining sort of disempowers you. So it's like people gripe about the weather a lot. And it's kind of a waste of energy. What are you going to do? I've never known anybody that really affected it. Like, oh, I'm going to make it hot today. You know, so it's like, man, just embrace it. You know what? This is awesome. It's cold. I got to wear a coat. It's raining. I got a rain jacket. You know, it's like I'm right. Embrace the weather. It's the only weather you got. I, I think that's a good spin. Enjoy those petroleum product clothing that you can wear and, and watch watch Greta and just stop oil have tears over it. Oh, wait, they're wearing the same clothes when it rains. Never mind. Well, Disregard. Hey, that well, one. not not everybody has has the the, this, the the amount of nutrients and sheer testosterone to grow a covering like you've that got there as, as well. I, I, Keeping you warm. That, that, your beard looks so awesome, my man. If, if you could cut it up and put it in pills. Um, you know, for, I gear, testosterone? For, for testosterone enhancement, <laughs> like, like, like professional cyclists couldn't even take the pill because it probably put them over the edge of enhancing drugs. It would be amazing. Supplement. <laughs> hey, don't, don't threaten me with a good time or a good business idea there, my friend. I'll, I'll be talking to you after the show. You can sell it a small snip of, of, of that manliness. So yeah. no, I love being awesome. with you, love being with you guys because, you know, we're in crazy times and, and some, you know, it's one thing people fall in the category. Some of them, they stick their head in the sand and there's nothing going wrong. I'm just going to take my kids to school and come home and, and like watch Netflix. And then there's another side and they, and they see what's going on and it scares them. And that fear causes a paralysis, a deer in the headlights kind of moment. And our, our motto here in the show is wake up, speak up and show up. Like once you wake up, it's like, okay, if I don't do something, then I fall into a state of fear. I'm just going to pull the sheets over my head and just I'm going to I'm just going to drink myself into oblivion. I'm just going to watch Netflix. I'm going to eat pizza every day. And it's like I'm just going to anesthetize myself away from it all and hope somehow it gets better. And it, you guys address everything that's going on in the world. But because you're not in a fear based state in your own mind, you're you're awake and alert. But everything's action oriented. That's why I love this network. You guys are always getting people moving mm -hmm. and, and chopping at the tree, taking ground. It's, it's amazing. Well, let's talk about that because that's exactly what prompted you two to launch Flyover. Uh, and it's, I mean, tell us about some of the shadow bands, some of the stuff that finally pushed you guys to say, you know what, I'm awake and now I'm going to speak up and now we're going to, now we're going to push the message forward and how it's been embraced. But what, what, what was it that really ignited your passion to, to get this website off the ground and get your whole movement? off the ground. Yeah. You know, it was initially, it was just, we, we started a Facebook group and we we're like, Hey, we're just going to have a platform that people can kind of share ideas and crazy stuff started happening. It's like all of 2020. Yeah. You know, we had a cartoon of Obama talking to Jesus, you it's know, a cartoon. It's it, was a joke. Just, it was just a cartoon. It was just a joke. And uh, they actually came up and said, you know, this was false information, all those different things. And they're like, <laughs> it's a, it was just, it was a drawing. Are Obama's you kidding never me? never talked to Jesus. Yeah, I, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, because the conversation supposedly was taking place in heaven, you know, and I'm like, that's probably not. And oh uh, my god, you know, so so those kind of things. I think for us, the the real straw that broke the camel's back. We were, I remember we were sitting on our couch, and I was watching these two doctors in California. I think one of them's name is Erickson, and uh, they they specialize in 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 in, in, in uh, you know viral based uh, challenges, and they had like eight clinics. 
but they had a long boardroom. The local ABC affiliate was there talking to them. And they were like, we've seen 6,000 patients. We keep adjusting what we're doing with them. And, and we're, we're, you know, getting vitamin C and D and we've done this and we've done that. And we're having great success at getting them out of here quickly, keeping most of them at home if possible. This is what we're doing. And Six they were recommending not masking yeah. and actually going out in the community. And so they had a, a stack of documents, 6,000 patients. And they're like, we're having great success now here. We're kept in the dark. I don't know what they're doing in Houston or Miami or New York. We're, we're kind of all in a silo here, but this is what we're getting. I would love other doctors to comment on this. We can approach this as scientists where we all sit around and, and we tweak and adjust and we beat this thing. And one of them, the, 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 the ABC affiliate person said, well, you know, what about, you know, Dr. Fauci's protocols different than that? And the guy I could tell was irritated because this was his area of specialty. He goes, you know, I don't know if he's seen a patient in 30 years, but I, I've I've seen 70 today and this is my data. And I want to put this out to the world and we can we can beat this thing together. That video got like 10 million views on YouTube and then it was gone in like three days. Mm -hmm. It was deleted from the world. When that happened, I was like, there's a picture of the guy. I'm like, yep. I'm like this. We're in a new space. Because, you know, I, I get if you got some redneck in Missouri like myself that says, hey, if you eat more barbecue sauce, you're going to get through this. Like, and maybe I should be allowed to say <laughs> that, maybe not. But when you have somebody that that is their life work, they prepared their life for this moment and they're banned for sharing positive results that they're getting with their patients. I'm like, we're in a new world. Yep. And I saw that apply to elections. I saw it apply to now our, our finances, the dollar. I see that applied across the board. That's why we started this, this show is to create a platform for the kind of people that have spent 10,000 hours in private refining a topic, written a book. They, they're the expert on that thing to give them a place to speak because there's not a predetermined outcome on our channel like there is on mainstream media where they've got an agenda they got a paul ryan angle on what's what they want to be said or not said and so we created this platform to be able to uh find the answers that we really want to find out i i wish i could call up a general flynn or an eric trump or somebody and say hey would you go to coffee with me uh but they won't but they'll come on your podcast and they'll share everything that they know and so it's kind of a secret hack for me to be able to talk to people i wouldn't have been able to otherwise that's true <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's well, a great way to look you know, at it yeah, yeah, and and you guys are uh, just uh, there are so many examples, but you guys are a shining example of recognizing this, like recognizing that, hey, wait a minute, like we're just sitting here trying to have discussions about people's health. OK, why is a Silicon Valley company that has the fist of the American intelligence departments, the DOJ, all this other stuff, CDC, WHO, globalists, UN turds their fists right up the sock puppets rear end and telling yeah. us that we can't talk about opinions and facts and figures about our health and what are they're there you saw them take away freedom of mm -hmm. speech you saw them that take exactly away freedom right. of reach and then we're attacked for it and but this is just a, a a hero story right here because you guys say you know what Watch this. We don't need Facebook video. We don't need your social no. media. We're going to become the flyover conservatives. That was a big thing for us. We were all in at one time on YouTube and uh, they decided they were going to break up with us. Babies. Exactly. They were like, OK, we we uh, <laughs> we don't want you anymore. And it was interesting because at that point, you know, we had worked really hard to build up that channel. It was, I don't know, almost 80,000 or something, you know, that had joined the YouTube channel. And then one day we woke up and it was gone. And the, and the reason for it was because we were actually reading headlines about the 2020 election. And uh, we ended up receiving an email from him saying, anytime that you talk about the 2020 election, you have to say it was the most secure and fair election of all time. 
If you don't say those words, <laughs> I mean, literally, I'm like, this it's highlighted America, in their rules. This is the United States of America. Are you kidding me? But they were dictating it. We're like, okay, well. We, we, so you kind of learned like where they're standing. So we made an adjustment. We said, okay, we're going to upload to 60 different platforms every single day and um, go another go another route and just outwork them. Um, and we so we got, you know, our, both of our kids are full-time with us. They're 27 and 30 years old. We got two grandkids. And, uh, you know, we all work 12-hour days and 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 we research, we work, we do, we do everything we can that at least – you don't want to see the country that you love burn on your watch while yep. you're just sitting there watching, you know, yeah. like yeah. even if you just got a Dixie cup of water, you throw it on the fire, you do something. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, a lot of this has started in our, our lifetime. Today's a historic, uh, you know, day, Henry Kissinger's, you know, passing. And we've done a lot of shows and work on, on, on that process. But when you look at the things that we're dealing with today, a lot of them, a lot of them where we're living in this forest of trees that were planted by him in the seventies. And so a lot of these things have come to fruition today, like mm -hmm. the World Economic Forum and what he was able to, you know, with the funding of David Rockefeller. Well, that and was his brainchild. It was his baby, mm -hmm. you know? And so you look at the World Economic Forum, like if I had a litmus test for anybody running for office today, I'd ask two things. Like one, do you believe that America should be uh, autonomous from the rest of the world, that should have be sovereign, have its own, own uh, rights, and should the people leading it care for the people of that country first, the same way a father would his household? Number two, will you right now personally denounce the World Economic mm -hmm. Forum. And if they can't, I'd be like, that's all I need to know. There's like a thousand other questions I could ask you that tells me everything because we're in two worlds. It's a globalist world or or a, a sovereign nation world. And that's mm -hmm. what they're working against. So you look at 71, uh, World Economic Forum. Standard. He goes and recruits Klaus Schwab yep. to lead the World Economic Forum. And he sets that in motion. He, he, he influences Nixon to take us off of the gold standard and begin slowly eroding our sovereignty uh, in in those worlds. And you look at where that's come and say, follow it to fruition. You look at it today and you see a guy like Klaus Schwab at the Kennedy Center bragging, not bragging that um, a guy like Justin Trudeau is a graduate of their leadership program. He, you know, he brags is not just Prime Minister Trudeau, but it's his entire cabinet. They're all part of our, you know, it's like um, it's, it's every position in the Canadian government are all are all attached mm -hmm. and have a leash around their neck attached to Klaus Schwab. Just and then it, Biden being he was recognized as the hardest working person of the of the World Economic Forum. And so every Joe single Biden executive Joe Biden, Biden. He's the hardest working member of the World Economic Forum. He's praised by Klaus Schwab at that uh last World Economic Forum meeting right before when he was still vice president, right? As Trump was coming in. And so you look at these policies, you look at the things we're affecting today. I trace it back and it's like, man, I, I I I can't see if you love America and you love freedom, if a guy like Henry Kissinger, who's 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 I, I could show you 50 photographs of him standing with Mao and he was a mm -hmm. big fan of Mao. And it's like, hey, those 60 million people that had to die was just kind of it's kind of a bummer. But he was able to gain control of his country. And that's what they admire. Justin Trudeau says, I love the Chinese model. It's because they can surveil, track and trace and with a, a, a dictatorship, mm -hmm. communist thumb print on them. Um, they can have the kind of control that only that no leaders throughout history, they, they would have dreamed of having this kind of power. So we're in an interesting time and we're all in our regular lives feeling the consequences of trees planted in 1971 by Henry Kissinger. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I wonder if you guys, um, what you meant, as you guys, as you were talking, David, all I could think of is, well, for one, you mentioned COVID and, and and the BS that we were spun about that. And then, of course, earlier in the program, we were talking about 
uh, the uh, climate change uh, hoax and the push to all electric. All of it is about power grab. All of it is about control. And all of it is tied to globalist. Klaus yeah. Schwab is a good example of that. Um, that guy, by the way, looks like a Bond villain to me. Um, oh, my and, gosh, and, he does. From the time he was young, though. I mean, yeah, it is it's crazy. It's yeah. like it's like it's like a, the Austin Powers movies. When they go back, Dr. Evil still looked like Dr. Evil. It's like yeah. when you go yeah. back <laughs> and Klaus Schwab, he, he looked like that in 1971. Like, were you by God, man? Were you ever young? You know, <laughs> and it's like somebody writes his scripts for him because when he, when he spoke at the last conference, he goes, everyone in this room, we control the world. And I'm like, who in the hell cast this guy? Um, but it, it, it's so we are living in interesting times. Um, I would say scary times, almost dystopian in a way. Certainly, uh, uh, certainly, uh, it's it's it, you could say Orwell. We could throw out all the the typical names, but it's your website. It's TNT Radio. It's 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 people that try and get the truth out there that are going to hopefully turn things around. But man, it's a big task, isn't it? It is, you know, there's, there's, it is a small percentage of the people that have kind of this global governance kind of a, an idea. And I think that we were so lulled to sleep, you know, um, specifically conservatives, you know, we took a real pride in being the silent majority. And, uh, and so now that more people are waking up and they're using their voices and we're seeing it, you know, you're seeing it with mothers showing up at school board meetings or, or dads, you know, and yeah. even when they were intimidated by these three letter agencies, they didn't back down. You know, yeah. you're seeing more and more of that. You're seeing obviously homeschooling is happening, people running for different offices that would have never that we're not political in any way. So we're seeing more and more people waking up. And I think when that happens, you know, I mean, once you have a bunch of people standing up, there's not a whole lot they can do because there's such a small percentage of them. So I think the more people just like what you guys are doing to wake people up, what we're doing, you know, what other others are doing to wake people up, the more that that happens, the less control these these people have. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And we have to keep raising our voices, especially right now, louder and louder than ever. And that's why we need you to share this interview around. We need you to share this video around, this podcast around, however you're picking it up, the live stream, whatever you're doing. When you're yeah. watching Flyover Conservatives or TNT Radio, we need you to share that out because mm -hmm. we're getting shadow banned. We're getting canceled. We're under algorithmic attack. Um, so David and Stacy Whited are our guests here. Flyoverconservatives.com is the website. There's one minute left, you guys, to wrap us up here. And I'll just say there is no America in a great reset. And Klaus Schwab wrote a book talking about exactly oh, this. Right. And if you read his book, the there's no America involved. No, yeah. no. Last thing I would do is say we're always there's always been a hand in, in glove mix though with with this globalist view and the politicians and then media and pop culture. I want to go back. We talked about Nixon in '71, Gold Standard, World Economic Forum, and in, in, in that uh, the, the song "Imagine" um, is the worst song ever written in the history of mankind. And I, I want to by Lenin. Uh, let me say you know first verse: Imagine there's no heaven; it's godless. Verse two: uh, Imagine there's no country; globalist. Um, talks about, you know, being a dreamer. In verse three, imagine having no possessions, no hunger. Well, that, that's have nothing and be happy. Uh, this They've been calling the shot for a long time, and they even got the song to go along with that. They work hand in hand. So also be aware of the pop culture you accidentally take in. Great point. Yeah, thank you so much for that, guys. 
David and Stacey Whited. Thank you. Flyover uh, Conservatives is the website. You've been listening to State of the Nation on TNT Radio. We're going to do it all over again tomorrow. Until then, goodbye. <laughs>